Well, welcome to uh, this fantastic almost Christmas Day. Um, we've had the Nativity podcast, and now we're going to have something spectacular on imagination and contemplation. But um, in, to, in order to do that, I'm going to welcome you to Encouragement Diaries to Rachel Ingalls. Rachel Ingalls, it's wonderful to have you as a guest on because you are the best person I know for imaginative contemplation and Ignatian spirituality, which we can explain a wee bit about for my dear listener. But then we'll let's let's go straight into we'll talk a wee bit about that. But let's move into imaginative contemplation afterwards because we met many years ago because we mm-hmm. because I met you through some Ignatian spirituality. So would you would you explain a wee bit about what that does and why it's going to be so good about imaginative contemplation, especially when people have got time off over Christmas? <laughs> I'd love to, and thank you very much for inviting me. Um, here, this is um, it's a it's a treat. Um, Ignatian spirituality. Whenever people ask me what that is, I usually get a, a blank mind because there's so much to say. Um, I encountered Ignatian spirituality quite a long time ago. Um, <clears throat> um, my my journey, um, my my spiritual journey has taken me through various denominations: Anglican, Charismatic evangelical but when i encountered ignatian spirituality i didn't really know what it was but something about it um seemed to treat god as if god was real and i had really encountered that in churches before god was was an idea was a concept was a lovely concept but this was oh god is real god is really active in my life and i can hear god i can talk to god god can talk to me if i listen all that kind of thing was introduced to me through ignatian spirituality so for me it's really about journeying with god um, and journeying in relationship with God and that is the that for me is the real strength and draw of Ignatian spirituality it's all about relationship yeah I love that because I grew up in a um my mother's family founded Celtic a football team so I come from a really really old historical Catholic Roman Catholic family and then ended up going to marry somebody who was nominal Church of England but he then became a Church of Scotland minister and we worshipped in Baptist churches, Lutheran churches, we were in Germany, and we've been in all sorts of denominations. And and what I love is that God is interested in relationship with his bride, and he's not too bogged down about whether you stand up, sit down, put a a hanky on your head, or... And and I think this whole thing about religion is gets in the way of actually relationship with God, and that's what I loved about just the, the spirituality of... Ignatius, which is, is, is very common to other, um, you know, the, 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 you can pick that up in different ways, but he does it so well, it's so crystallized, and yes. it's so simple, and that's why I really wanted to share with my delightful encouragement diary listeners, well, for, for coming into the season of Christmas, is a time, there can be busyness and all sorts of things, but I'd love to focus and look at just one aspect of his spirituality which is looking at how to have an imaginative contemplation of, yes. of of scriptures or how do we how do we slow ourselves down 
and yeah. come into that place of letting yeah. God speak through our imagination, but yet very rooted at the same yeah. time into yeah. the world. Yes, um, and the lovely thing I, I um, appreciate about St. Ignatius is that he borrowed from all uh, different religions or streams. He, imaginative contemplation wasn't devised or created by him. It, was, it already existed as a way of praying, but um, maybe it wasn't sort of used very wi uh, widely. But he, he's often, did you know that he's often referred to as the first um, psychiatrist? He, yes, he understands and understood the human psyche very, very well. And you see that as you, um, if you go through the Ignatian spiritual, uh, spiritual exercises, you notice that, that sort of gift of his. And he, when he encountered imaginative contemplation, I imagine that he saw um, the huge potential of it as a way of praying that really um, encourages and nurtures this idea of relationship with God. Because all it is, is that it's a way of praying that puts us in a gospel scene. Yes. Um, and. Um, but it's the way that he um, introduces it and encourages to pray it, um, sort of frames it in in his particular um, sort of uh, way of, of praying and of approaching God. Because I, I imagine that, you know, even now there are a lot, many people who read the Bible, read some of the Christmas stories and can quite happily imagine themselves or imagine the scene because it's they're all so vital aren't they they're all so visual yes. they invite us really to imagine uh, it happening but um the ignatian way of imaginative contemplation adds an extra element to it which um draws us into a real encounter with God. Now, can you explain in a practical way what that would actually look like? Yes. Well, um, Ignatius is a great one for sort of itemizing things. Oh. And, and he sort of has this framework of prayer which is so simple and yet he's really, really, um, it can be very profound. So the first thing he says is before you start to pray, just imagine, stand and imagine how God your Father is looking at you right now. With love, with compassion, with invitation. How is God looking at me now? And then as I move into prayer, I first um, ask this God to be with me through my prayer. So I can trust that whatever happens, God is involved in it. And then the third thing is, ask, I ask myself, what do I desire from this prayer? Do I um, want to receive more faith? Or do I want to know Jesus better? Do I want to love Jesus more? Do I want to be more faithful? You know, what is it that I desire? And ask for that as a grace. And graces come from God without our intervention. It's nothing about 
pulling my bootstraps up. Um, it's, it's nothing about self-effort, but it's expressing a desire to God and then trusting that God will answer. And this is something um, that I have learned to really appreciate with my Protestant background. I had never been taught to or invited to, to pray for a grace, but it really does. I hate to use the word, but work. Yes. You know, I, you pray for a grace and then you kind of, you set it to one side. Mm. And then many months later, you notice that you react or respond to something in a different way. Mm. And something in your mind links it back to this grace that you've been praying for. You think, wow. Oh wow! Yes, God has answered that. Yes, and the, and the thing of even talking about the nativity plea, you know, the, the reading of that particular passage, perhaps, and it could be any passage in the Gospels, but yeah, one of Jesus' stories. But reading the passage in the nativity, where it, it can be one that the shepherds were in, on, on the hillside at night, and then pausing. I love the whole thing about it's pausing to stop to look around the scene. What do I see? Yes. What might yes. I hear? What might yeah. I do? Who, who, where might I be in this scene? Might I be one of the shepherds? What yeah. might I be feeling? Might yeah. I, what might I be if I was an angel? And is, is this placing of oneself into the story and actually yes. like 360 actually looking around from it? Yes. It, yeah. And when you think about it, um, when you read these stories, we're actually just given the bare bones. Mm. We aren't given all the details. So imaginative contemplation allows us to bring that whole detail and texture and the smells. And Ignatius says, use your all your senses. What can you hear? What can you smell? What can you feel? Can you feel the air on your face or the cold air of night? Uh, what do you see? Uh, you know, are you blinded by by the the light from the angels? And and then, yes, who's there? Where am I? What do you notice? What do you hear of the conversations? What do you notice about body language? Yes, that's a great one. That's a great it one. It is. Yes. Um, and do you say anything? And does anyone say anything to you? And then the final part, when you've allowed that to play out, the scene to play out, and you know, some people will see it as a film. I tend to see them just as um, sort of scenes or images or sometimes scents, but um, very, you know, they, they stay with me a long time. But then when you've allowed the scene to play out and you feel, yes, it's sort of coming to an end. Now, this is the, the wonderful bit of the Ignatian imaginative contemplation. You, you, you bring it to an end um, in whatever way feels good for you. And then you have a conversation either with Jesus or with a character in the, in the scene. Uh, what do you want to say to Jesus? What do you want to ask him? Um, what does he say to you? A lot of it is simply waiting mm -hmm. and listening and seeing what happens. And I think one of the most profound things I heard from Jesus once after I said a whole lot was, I know. Oh, isn't that? Oh, I know. I know. But 
and, and I think something that I think is really important to bear in mind is that we live in a in a in a world today where it's all fake news. You know, what can you trust? What's certainty? There's so much uncertainty. Yeah. But when you cover yourself before you go into an imaginative contemplation, then you can trust that the voice you hear is a true voice. Yes. That yes. that in the waiting, there's yes. there's no sense of needing to manufacture something or produce a result. It's simply waiting and saying, is there something here for me in this? Yes. And often um, then if there's silence, ask yourself, um, how does this silence feel? Yes. You know, is that is it the silence between two friends who know each other so well they don't need to say anything? Or is the, is it an awkward silence? Is there something that I still that I that needs to be said? You know, just know everything is or to put it another way, um, anything that happens is good and nothing is wrong. Yes. You know, there's no there's no right or wrong way of doing this. There's no. only our own way. It's... And and doing it with God. Isn't it a, a glorious thing that I, I find it's good doing it with somebody sometimes if I'm doing to do this thing and have somebody prompt me with a question or two because you I can sometimes be a bit lazy in yes. asking the question but I think yeah. just that very simple skeleton outline of of these steps and that that, yeah. that one or two question where might be I be in this what what might Jesus be say to me or or what or what am I what am I waiting for in the silence even though yeah themselves yes. a wonderful place to be yes well yes. Rachel all I can say is I can't wait to go and get my next story out the Bible and have a, and a good imaginative contemplation one of my favorite my, my favorite one one uh, very very quickly I was doing, doing a, I was imagining the miracle of the loaves and the fishes and there's it two or three different stories and one of the stories the disciples are all gathering all the bit, bits and pieces and it was a and I, I was sitting next to Jesus and in the day it was really hot it was thirsty weather it was everything and the disciples were all off picking all these baskets and they were mumping and grumbling to each other look at this yeah. all these baskets at all this little and I remember turning to Jesus and I said I want, what, why are they doing all that why are they picking all the leftovers because in that particular story there was Jesus didn't ask them to do it in this particular yeah. version and, and God yeah. didn't yeah. And I, mm -hmm. so I said, well, why are they doing that? And he said, I don't know. I didn't ask them to do it. <laughs> and it so made me think of the things that I'm doing that Jesus exactly. never asked me to do. And it was exactly. such a wonderful thought. I'm actually doing stuff that Jesus didn't ask me to do. I need just to sit down. Yes. And you, you touch on a really, really important point about imaginative contemplation. It reveals the state of our relationship with Jesus. Yeah, well, that on that wonderfully encouraging note, I feel very <laughs> encouraged to be validated with my sitting saying, what are they doing? I'm doing nothing, <laughs> which is great. But my dear listeners, may you may enjoy taking the nativity story, whether it's listening to this nativity story or pulling out a Bible for yourself and go into the Gospels and choose a story and just listen to Rachel again and think of some of those wee steps. And I can't wait to hear how you get on. So. I won't be podcasting before Christmas Day, so I'm going to say thank you so much to Rachel. Rachel, thank you so much. People can access, they can access Ignatian spirituality. They can go on the internet to find it. There's the epiphany yeah. 
group there's all sorts of ways of accessing yeah. it yes if you want anything just let me know just send me a text or something but in between that happy christmas thank you rachel and may your mince pies be jolly and may your your, your turkey or whatever you're going to have may be succulent and juicy <laughs> whatever you have and we shall speak anon but lots of love and thanks everybody yeah bye bye bye